Look what I'm having. I have a, I'm having a Twinkie. Oh, those are good. I bought these like when the, the COVID, as you say, the co whole COVID thing started. As I was like, you know, people were panicking and buying toilet paper. I'm like, I need a box of Twinkies because I don't want to be like Woody Harrelson trying to find one in the apocalypse. So, yeah. but this is my last one. So, oh, wow. If I had bought a box at the beginning of this, it would have been gone a week later. It would have been like, rip. We are now on episode seven. Episode seven. We're, all, we're getting close to double digits, man. That's amazing. Episode seven, part two of Adrian Barbeau. Welcome, everybody. I'm so glad that you came back. Um, we got a lot of comments and questions from fans. We got some interesting ones I think you're going to like. I mean, like, just cool, out of left field kind of shit, which I thought was kind of neat. Rise Wilson said, when you guys were talking about board games, like the thing in The Shine, it made me think of my love of board games. You guys should get the Big Trouble in Little China tabletop board game. It's a lot of fun. Have you hmm. played that one or know about it? I saw it. I, I, I don't own it. I saw it. I know of it. I don't have it. And I have not played it. I just recently acquired and played the ultimate horror trivial pursuit. Any good? It's good. No, I will say it's got too many modern questions on like it's got too many like in Annabelle something wow. in 2018. I'm like, I don't I I don't know those movies really that well, but it does have a, a, a good mix of, of old school and new school horror. Uh, it was fun. Played it, sat down, played an entire game. I won, of course. And uh, uh but uh, it was it was fun. I highly recommend it. It's fun. But uh, no, I haven't uh, I haven't played that game. I'm gonna go segue right into this because now Chris is just gonna say he would love for somebody to send it to him. Uh, so he... you can send it to me for free if yeah. you like. If you. <laughs> oh, by the way, I want to put this out here because I saw a comment on today's episode that dropped today, where they were basically like, we should start a campaign to to get Chris free shit. I like free shit too. All right. So let's, let's just, you know, we both yeah. like free shit. We both so. like free shit, but I see people getting free shit and I still have yet to get any free shit, man. Although I will say Fright Rags has given me a few things that is yeah, very nice. And, and those guys are awesome. And thank you for that. Okay. Start a campaign for me to get free shit, man. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, Dr. Wolfenstein, who's a, who's become a regular here. Love the doctor. He said, do you guys remember a game from the 90s called Nightmare? A VHS tape game with a dude called the Gatekeeper. Nightmare, the game hosted by a video. I am the Gatekeeper! To win, you must stop it. Roll the die! I used to own it. I've ha I had it up until about six years ago. I was looking for a white elephant gift to give out. Uh, in my Christmas party and that was the thing I put in there now I kind of regret it because since I did that it's suddenly become like a thing again and now I kind of want it back I know who hmm. has it Mick Sheehy I want my nightmare game back I don't know anything about that game oh uh, I think I if you be... saw it you'd remember you'd go oh I remember oh, the probably. commercials go for it nightmare a race against time for three to six very game players it's party probably yeah. The 90s, I was working in the 90s, man. I was I was always on set. I was always in the shop. 
I was, I mean, I, I remember Thanksgiving day, I would be in the shop at Steve Johnson's building stuff on Thanksgiving. Like I, I, 90s for me was perpetual just work. I wasn't watching a whole lot of television or, or playing game. I was working, man. And, you were just uh, working and watching Steve Johnson do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he would have no problem with me saying he that. Have no yes, there was a lot of that, a lot yeah. of that going on in the nineties. But uh, uh, but but going back to what we were talking about, your white elephant Christmas. I was at your Christmas thing this last year. Yeah, and I walked away with a wonderful white elephant gift that I use all the time. I love it. It was a lovely red buffalo plaid kind of fleecy oh, uh, yeah. blanket. Oh. It was lovely. I was so happy. I yes. use it all the time and I love it. See, I hate it so. when people put good gifts in the white elephant gift. It's supposed to be something like funny or cheesy or right. that's why like a I dildo, th- like a dildo or something. Yeah. Didn't we have that in the last, there was some, there was some stupid shit in the last one. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what we ended up with. Usually just throw them away or regift them for the following year. <laughs> right. Bump in the night studios. Would like to said Chris, your shirt is amazing. I want one. I absolutely love that. And you guys are amazing. This is my favorite new podcast. Please keep it up. Somebody else mentioned how great your shirt was. I'm trying to remember which shirt it was. What? It was the Monsters Are Against Racism shirt. Oh, and that comes from MonstersAreGood.com. And I bought that shirt. It wasn't for free. And it's a great shirt. And I love it. I love those guys. The shape kills with an exclamation mark. The shape kills is his name said, hey, Chris, I bought a Myers mask master to produce, and I'd be honored to donate you a copy. People just want to give you shit now. Uh, that's lovely. Um, yeah, I'll take it. Sure. I don't know what it is. What is it? Uh, it's a He's, Myers. He said he master. bought a Myers mask master. So he bought oh. a master from somebody. Yeah, he wants to donate you one. He said he'd be honored to donate you one. I, okay. I guess send be us awesome. a picture Thank of you. it. Send us a yeah. picture of it, and if it's shit, we'll say, ah, you know, keep it. But if it's killer, <laughs> then he'll be like, sure. Um, I'll take it. Thank you. Yeah. That's very nice of you. Thank you very much. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hell yeah, man. This is Mick C. Horror and Pop Culture. That's his, mm. that's his screen name, Mick C. Horror and Pop Culture. These episodes are always awesome. Looking forward to many, many more. By the way, Sean and Christopher, I was fortunate to meet you at Crypticon, Kansas. Both of you were so cordial and super cool. Thank you. Oh, no question. Just a statement. Um, he got the, he was there the aggressive weekend that we talk about in the, <laughs> the next episode. That's right. The James uh, Jude Courtney that, episode. Thank you. Yeah, that was a good time. That was a good weekend. I had a great time. That and, segues into our announcement of our next guest will be the shape himself. James Jude Courtney, aggressive drinker. yes he will be our next guest we will have michael myers himself another one Dellen williams said i want to buy chris's shirt that's awesome just discovered this podcast and love it more people i'm telling you this is the time where you contact that company and say hey you're gonna start cutting me in here i'm gonna get you some business or send me some free shit Send me some free shit. You see, you shouldn't be giving out their website. And so you should be like, well, you want to know where that shirt's from? Hey, you guys watching this? I can tell them. I can maybe tell them, or maybe I, can I don't. tell them, yeah. or not. I can steer them your way, or I don't have to. Yeah. Sackhead Jason, 
our favorite Jason again. Love sackhead Jason. He said, two-part question for Chris. Did you have to audition for the role of Officer Francis in Halloween uh, 2018? Or was it just given to you as a matter of right as makeup artist? Uh, that's how I'm interpreting. He's probably saying it. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and how much was the incredible dialogue between you and Charlie Benton, Officer Richards, improvised or scripted? Yeah, was it just given to me? Um, uh, well, let's face it. If you, if you weren't the makeup artist, you, you probably wouldn't have got the part. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Oh, absolutely not. I would well, definitely not have gotten but the part. But no. you are a good actor, so. I did not audition. Of course I wouldn't have gotten it if I wasn't on the movie or the makeup artist, but he had known that I had done some acting and he asked if I would do it. And I said, no, I was like, ah, I don't do that anymore. I don't really want to do it. And he said, but we're going to carve your head into a pumpkin. And I was like, okay, now I kind of got to do it. And so I was like, yeah, sure, man. And I felt totally grateful and lucky to do it. And then as far as the dialogue goes, a lot of it was improv. There were beats written into the script as far as like we knew the bon me sandwich was written into it and it was just a passing comment one line that said something about the bon me sandwich and what it was and then on the day david was like i just want you guys to riff start with the bon me and it's about you guys you know eating and then that was it the props guy came up to me and said what do you want in your tupperware i thought it would be funny to have a fudge brownie and then chocolate pudding and how juvenile and redundant that would be so almost all of it was improv except for the bond me that was plugged in but that's it so it was fun super fun i'm so glad i did it it was it's fun to have a prop of my head out there in the universe for people to oh <laughs> although i did see i have seen a couple like like horror chicks you know like the horror mm -hmm. chicks with the boobs and the purple hair and the tattoos and the gothy things taking pictures of that prop head from trick-or-treat studios in between their boobs and stuff so that's kind of nice I enjoy that <laughs> that's kind of nice <laughs> it's kind of nice i like that <laughs> anthony stanfield said hey what's up guys huge fan of both of you i had a question for chris have you made a michael myers mask before you did one for the movie and if so do you have a picture of it have you ever made one on your own like uh, i did make one on my own years and years ago i'd say back in the 80s oh you made one in the 80s yeah oh wow um and i don't i if i do have a picture of it it's in like a i have bins and bins of of pictures that you know because pictures used to be you took picture with camera and had to have it developed it's not like now um, so I have bins and bins of pictures that I haven't been through that is in storage. It, there may be one in there. I would have to go digging. Um, well, well, you need to find yeah, it. I, I mean, cause if you don't, I'm just going to drop in what I think it would have looked like. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually probably more entertaining. You should do that. Just drop in the worst one you can find. And that's pretty much probably what it looked like. There's your answer. That was actually a good question. I thought it was a pretty good it question. It was a good question, yeah. Jesse S. would like to know, said, Hey, guys, love the show. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on the movie Clown House. It seems to be such a taboo subject that nobody wants to talk about the movie itself. I personally love the movie, and it's one of the rare movies I think should be remade. Would love to see Rob Zombie take it on. Once again, thank you for the show, and keep up the great work. I've watched it. 
it didn't leave much of an impression on me, but I remember it being okay. I don't remember it really sticking with me. Do you know the movie very well or know anything? I love the title. Clown yeah. House. Is... Do, you know, do you know about it? Do you know what, what he's talking about, the taboo? And I, I don't. I don't. Oh. I don't okay. at all. I, uh, I wish I did. Quick Please. backstory for those who aren't aware of the film. It was the movie that uh, Victor Selva um, got in trouble on, apparently messed with a kid that was the lead kid uh, and yeah so that's, that's probably what, why i don't know it i probably blocked it out that's the taboo part of it i mean it's, it's you didn't do it on camera it's not in the movie but you know what i mean i know people like the movie a lot it probably won't ever get remade just because of the taboo connected to it i mean with that said i, I like jeepers creepers i like the first jeepers creepers quite a bit i like powder quite a bit mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. but um anyway i don't really have any further comment or commentary on him as a person you know i mean you know whatever oh no i i i don't know i i did like powder and yeah. i did like jeeper scrapers and i yeah. i couldn't speak on clown house but i'm gonna put i'm gonna slip clown house into my vocabulary because i i may revisit it now it, uh it after this I may revisit it. Um, Which is, is this a good segue to start talking about street trash? We could segue. We could, we could segue. In, that another time? <laughs> we can, let's, let's talk street trash. So I watched street trash and Chris reluctantly did. Cause he kept like 15 yeah. minutes into it. Said he wanted to shut well, it off. To our viewer that, that commented on, have we, why no love for street trash? I think was the comment, right? Yeah. Why no love for street trash? Why yeah. Why no love for street trash? <laughs> so we we both finally got to watch street trash and, and full confession here i thought i had seen street trash mm -hmm. I, I i think i've seen so many images from it over the years in fangoria and various places and clips and whatnot that I, in my mind i thought i had seen this movie but when i sat down and watch it and and i had bought the blu-ray uh mainly because i <laughs> i like to support my friends and uh and uh, the Synapse guys put it out and I, I always support their stuff. So I went ahead and bought it. I, I always support those independent companies and like to, you know, uh, they're struggling, you know, physical media. Mm -hmm. So I had it. So when he brought it up, I was like, oh yeah, I've been meaning to get to that. And I watched it and I'm like, yeah, I'd never seen this movie before. I would remember this shit. This is mm -hmm. some wacky shit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not good by any means it's i mean it's it's it, it, but there's a charm to it that it's so bad that i enjoyed it for how bad it was how ridiculous mm -hmm. the characters were how bad the acting was how over top the effects were and i gotta say you know there was obviously you know a lot of those gore gags looked very rubbery you know cheese ball but there was a couple that looked pretty cool and i have to admit i'm shocked that nobody else has gone for that weird crazy neon colored goo mm -hmm. kind of vibe mm -hmm. sense because it kind of had a kind of had a cool thing to it where it's like if this movie was done good this this could be kind of neat you know mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but uh it's yeah it, i i won't watch it again i don't think but but i will say it would be a fun movie to see with a crowd like if you go to like the yeah. new bev or something that that would have been fun to like sit through with a whole group of people right yeah. yeah i i agree with that i think that's a movie that you don't sit by yourself i don't know or maybe you do <laughs> well we we did didn't you know, did, did I, you watch it alone i watched it with stephanie and oh. and 
uh, yeah, I you know look, uh, <laughs> I like I like movies that are so bad they're good. I'm, I'm I can get behind that. I get that whole aesthetic. You can get this you one, like Troll Two. You're a Troll Two fan. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I I just. It gave me like Sean and I went back and forth texting about it. I'm not a fan of like just anything, and 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 I know I can watch a movie that is so bad it's good and get redeeming quality of, and stick with it and get through the whole thing. This one, I couldn't do. I saw a long time ago. I haven't seen it since. There was a reason because I'm I'm not a fan. Like it kind of reminded me of like you know when those asshole bro dudes videotape two bums beating each other up you know on it, it, it was like that it was like I, I was never interested in that stuff i don't want to mm -hmm. see that shit and i did like the neon gags and i agree with you on that it'd be cool to do that kind of stuff no one will ever let you get away with that but it would be awesome to do um we also texted about you know you were saying give it a chance you got to get through the whole thing in order to have an opinion about it you know it goes somewhere and stuff but i don't agree with that mentality to me it's like yeah if i sit down to have a meal and i take a couple bites out of it and it tastes like shit you can't tell me that i have to eat the whole fucking thing in order to get to the point of what the meal is about i don't i get it like i get it i i, I get it i don't I don't need to see the whole damn thing. So uh, I did not get through the whole movie. And Sean's very upset with me for not doing no, that. I, I, no, I, I just I, couldn't. I, I, I just like, it's just not my scene, man. Like, and, and I brought up Hobo with a Shotgun, which I loved Hobo with a Shotgun. I thought I it was hated great. It. Hated oh, God, I loved it. Because it went into this weird, surrealist, night, fever, dream, nightmare kind of bizarreness that i really liked and i love rucker howard i love but, uh, rucker howard um, but i i didn't like yeah. that movie oh god i loved it uh but i yeah street trash i'm sorry dude i, I just couldn't maybe one night i'll sit and oh, you i think it, i think oh, you if you're like you said if you're if you're in a, a room full of people and you know, there's an atmosphere, there's a vibe, there's a, you know, that, then I, I could probably get through it, but nah, nah, I'm good. In your defense, yes, that movie doesn't get any better. And there's really no, there's no redeeming thing, but you can't say that about every movie. Like I was, I brought up to you Clockwork Orange. Right. I, the girl who did my tattoo, she did, I have a Clockwork Orange half sleeve. She'd never seen it. And mm -hmm. she watched like the first 30 minutes and shut it off and said, this is just fucking violence, uh, gratuitous violence and sex. And it's, it's, it's disgusting. And I'm like, no, no, you got to get past that to get to what it's all about. And that's a movie that if you do stop it right there, it, you know, you may walk away sure. with that opinion. Sure. Absolutely. But had you seen, had she stuck it out, I think she would have went, oh, wow, there was a reason for all that. And now I, I understand it. And, but anyway, that, this movie is on no level of Kubrick. Um, but, <laughs> but it's also like train spotting. If you watch train spotting, this, this is about a bunch of idiots doing a bunch of drugs. Like, I don't get it. Like, you, you can turn mm -hmm. up, but it goes somewhere. Like, I get that. But if you're, yeah. if, you're, if you're knowledgeable of foreshadowing and storytelling, then you'll get that and you stick through it. There's no foreshadowing and, and storytelling in street trash. It's just street trash. Yeah. So street trash, yeah yeah I, I i i know i just lost all my uh, uh, no it's it's you know 
again, I enjoyed it for what it was, but it's not good. Right. All right. So there you go. So you're there correct. You no love for street trash. Okay. 410 Goodfellow says, thanks for having Nick on. I really enjoyed hearing his stories. Questions for both of you. What are all of your tattoos? Are they movie related? And do you have plans for more? Mine, I'll go start ahead. quick. This is a clockwork orange half sleeve. It's all clockwork orange. And then this is a Twilight Zone full sleeve. It's all Twilight Zone episodes. There you go. And then and do I you have, have any anywhere else? I have a really on? shitty pinhead tattoo above my ankle that I got for free when I was 18. <laughs> and then I got a Clive Barker piece uh, on the back of my calf. It's a piece of his art. It's the guy sitting there thinking. Um, I think it's called self-portrait is what it's called, self-portrait. I, mean, I keep talking about finishing this arm, but just never had the time. And now that I have the time, I don't even know if the tattoo parlors are open in California. I mean, I basically, the person who did all this is one girl. Her name's Zoe Taylor. She has a shop on Sunset right across the street from where Tower used to be. It's mm -hmm. called The Warren. Used to be called Pricks. And she used to work there, but then she bought it and changed the name. And it's right next to the Red Rock Saloon. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was also recently one of the tattoo artists on that Hero Inc. series that was on. And I met yours? with her. Oh, did you? I met with her to get work done. And she said that it was going to be like three months. She's, she she's busy. Fit me in. I was like, fuck that noise. I'm not waiting three. I don't give a shit. Oh, most of mine are movie related. The only thing that isn't, I would say, is this piece. I have the piece that kind of starts here and goes up into here is not movie related, but is obviously horror and Halloween themed type vibe. But everything else is movie related. I have Frankenstein, Bride, The Thing. I have Phantom of the Opera, you know, Mask of, of Red Death. I have Michael Myers, obviously, uh, American Werewolf, Legend, Blade Runner. Uh, I have all kinds of things that inspire me and things that have influenced me in my life and make me happy so that, you know, when I look down, I could see something that has been a, a consistent inspiration uh, or, or, you know, image of happiness in my life. So. Uh, so yeah, mostly movie and I'll continue probably mostly with movie. I am going to get a kiss. Uh, I'm, I want to get an Ace Fraley tattoo. Um, I'm not sure exactly sure where yet, but I'm going to fill this. This is going to be the Wolfman. Universal's the Wolfman at some point. I might do Ace Fraley right here to cover that one up. Um, are you ever going to fill in the lightning bolts? or do those No, gonna... no. Those are going to stay negative. Um, okay. uh, that when I first got those, those were one of the first ones I ever got. I want I knew that I was going to keep it negative and just go around it, and I have to fill that in, and then that one will be full negative. But yeah, that's the whole point of those. So I'm never going to fill those. In. My idea for the rest of the the half um, sleeve, because this is my favorite TV series ever, Twilight Zone. Right. My favorite True. movie. Uh, Clockwork Orange, and I was going to go my favorite album, uh, Pink Floyd The Wall. I was going to do mm. all images from Pink Floyd The Wall. Mm. So, yeah. Do you have any other tattoos that can't I be do. seen? I, well, I have like bat wings that go kind of across here and across my back, and I have a scarecrow, like a pumpkin-headed scarecrow going up my calf. On my you have Miss, Do you have Miss King on the other calf? Miss King? 
Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Come on, member. Come on. <laughs> Real deep, deep dive there. Jesus, I'm really, I'm really reaching. Cut. I'm reaching. That was a deep cut. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Miss King. Uh, Scarecrow and Miss King. Come no, on. Uh, that, my buddy Scott Stoddard, uh, who's a makeup effects guy, uh, did the tattoo on my cat. Uh, but uh, no, that's it. I'm going to get more. I think just my arms and legs. I think I'll leave everything else to sag i don't want screen actors guild is in charge here (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's right (laughs) todd said just todd how did he score that name just todd t-o-d-d that's Um, a good one said 7-eleven doesn't get cleaned mcdonald's does that's the difference in the and the soda taste is what he said oh so a little bit of words of wisdom from todd the soft drink aficionado that's true. They're open 24 hours a day. Who's cleaning them? That's right. Nasty. When do they shut that down? Yeah. Boogeyman Ben said, thanks so much for this. Nick seems like such a nice guy. Would be an honor to meet him someday. Thanks also for reading my comment about Salem's Lot. Sean, are you doing any Horizontal Grounds material for the new Friday the 13th box set from Scream Factory? Best to you and Chris. You guys are the best. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank boogeyman you. ben nice. thank you ben very nice of you answer is no i was not asked to do anything in the new friday 13th box set it's horse shit eh, it's a bunch of know, horse shit it, it would have been cool but you know i've done a few i may do something on my own just in defiance of not being asked yeah just put it out there for free for the people he's a rebel dotty that's right a loner sleep with the light on that's the, that's that's the, the this person's name sleep with the light on said sean how big of a ghost fan are you what got you into them and do you have any cool ghost memorabilia um i was a massive ghost fan for a short period we're talking of about time. the band talking, talking about, about the, the band he's talking about spirits no right. band. I, yeah, thought, I, I didn't know if we were talking about the patrick swayze movie <laughs> Hey, it could easily be misconstrued. You know, uh, yeah, I think I think he's talking about the band. Okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> yes, I was I was a very big Ghost. I got into them. A buddy of mine played them for me when their second album came out, and I got into them. Immediately started going to all their shows and uh, was collecting everything they put out. And then the last album, I was a little meh. Eh, you know, it started to get a little too polished for me. I really liked, they had a, I don't know if you're a fan at all, Chris, but they had a very sort of retro-y type of sound that was Mm -hmm. like, it sounded like a hard rock band from the seventies, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. There was kind of a Black Sabbath-y, there were bands that came out that had that seventies retro hard rock sound, which I liked a lot. I love Wolf Mother and Priestess and, you know, all that stuff. But anyway, go ahead. So they Mike, have a sound. Mike Patton doesn't like Wolf Mother, just so you know. Are you hearing this? What year are we in? Forgive me, but Wolf Mother, you suck. It's very vocal about it. Um, Whatever. Don't listen saying. to it. Just saying. Oh my God. Enough already. 
Are people that stupid? I guess they are. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I was a big fan of the imagery of the band on that second album, which would be Papa 2. The Papa 2 look is so evil and dark looking. It's so cool. But then Papa 3, it started to get in a little kind of a watered down version, but I still liked it. I was still good with it. But then when he got Cardinal Copia, which was like the next character that looked like Luigi and he should be tossing a pizza pie. I, it, it just kind of ruined it for me. Like the music was getting a little more polished and wasn't loving it as much. And the image was getting goofy. And now I saw this, the newest look and I'm not digging that either. So I'm, I've kind of fallen off that train, unfortunately. Image isn't everything. I mean, the music's important, but as a full package, I think they, they had something really special and then they've really deviated from it. And it's, I'm, I'm hoping they can get back on track, man. I mean, it's like, it's a fucking mask. Just put the old Papa two mask on, say Papa two resurrected a little zombie action on him. Boom. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's it was funny I'm, what uh, uh, David Gordon green um, texted me after the first Halloween and said, Nelson, you like metal and music and shit. I was like, yeah. He goes, give me some metal bands that you like or a, a song or whatever, blah, 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 that you like. Because he was considering, I think, I could be wrong, but he, I think he was considering putting, you know, for the end credits, like a, or at some point, it, we were, he, he was looking for odd music to put in it. And I, and I suggested he look at Ghost. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't remember what song in particular. I'd have to go back and look. Because I don't, I don't remember that was a couple of years ago or so, but uh, but that that ghost came up. Came well, up Tobias there. is a huge horror fan. I mean, the, the mm -hmm. guy who's who is Ghost, pretty much. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I've met him several times, and I even interviewed him for Horrorhound Magazine. Great guy, super talented, crazy talented guy. Um, but yeah, I just I'm I'm not as far as uh, ghost memorabilia. I got a lot of I got a lot of cool shit. Um, cause I did a lot of the special VIP meet and greets where they had special merchandise and stuff like that. And, you know, and they're funny and I, I love, you know, he doesn't take it serious. It's fun. Like, I mean, they made a ghost dildo. It was a Papa dildo. You watch dude. If it, if he ends up being kiss style someday, that dildo is going to be worth a lot of money. Wade Dillon says really enjoyed it. I'm assuming he means the episode. Nick seems like a good dude, and I'd agree you and Chris make a great team. Looking forward to the next episode. Okay, it's just a nice comment. That's a nice comment. Thank you, Wade Dillon. It's lovely. Thank you. John Moore said, loving these. We're lucky enough to be filming again across the pond, so mm. I caught up with them all whilst in the workshop. Great show, guys, and I hope to work with you again at some point, uh, Christopher. All the best, Genji. G-I-N-G-E. Ginge. 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 Okay. Ginge, because he has red hair. He's a ginger. That's John. John He's a friend of mine. Yeah. John Moore. Uh, and he's a ginger, so we called him Ginge. And uh, he's a lovely British fellow. And uh, he's a super ultra talented makeup guy. And he does, uh, I met him on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He's one of Dave Batista's makeup artists and he's great. And uh, John's a super cool guy. Thank you, John. And thanks yeah. for tuning in, man. And I hope to work yeah. with you again soon. Bobby Meek. Bobby Meek says, great show! Three exclamation marks. Whee! 
easily the best thing on YouTube. Thank you. Wow. Question for Sir Nelson. He's called, he knighted you. This fucking guy knighted you. He said, wow. Sir Nelson. I am knighted. I will Question. Now only be, I will only answer to Sir Nelson now. Question for Sir Nelson. Is there any <laughs> film from the past you wish you could have worked on? And Sean, can you please do a John Carpenter's Christine movie location, Horrors Hollow Grounds video? Thanks and take care. Um, I did do a Christine I did the article on uh, Horror Hound, so I have done it, but I haven't done it as a video. I might be willing to do that. And mm -hmm. question for you. I is love any, Christine. I yeah, love it's a great Christine. movie. Is there any film from your past you wish you could have worked on? Oh, um, God. Yeah. <laughs> Where do I begin? A film that I wish I could have worked on in the yeah. past. With, the Thing, I mean, of course. I was going to say The Thing. I, I knew you were going like to say The, the Thing. Uh, American Warrior for London or The Thing. American Warrior for London, The Thing. You want me to go, really? Bride of Frankenstein would have been amazing to work on. Uh, but then I think of the movies like, oh, man, it would be fun to work on a movie like Papillon with like Dustin Hoffman and you know, Stephen McQueen. And, like, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's tons. Yeah, man. Those are just, what, three, four? Mm -hmm. Tons I would love to work. The Howling I would have loved to work on. Uh, Great answer, Sir Nelson. Um, thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Tony Floyd said, "Love the Floyd, the Floydster. Love the podcast. I have a music question for you guys. I know you guys both play bass. Oh yeah, I slap the bass big time. Who's your favorite bass player? Now." Are you really a bass player, Chris, or are you a guitar player that plays bass? Because I'm not really a bass player. I play bass, but I'm a drummer, but I also play guitar. I play bass. But I'm, if anybody's to say, you know, you're a musician, what do you play? I always say I'm a drummer. That's what I am, first and foremost. That's what I'm best at. Are you a bass player or are you a guitar player? I would say... Let's, let's face it. If you can play one, you can play the other. I mean, it's bass and guitar are so yeah. interchangeable. I but. think it depends what you're playing. Mm -hmm. I would say if I were to call myself anything, I'd be a rhythm guitar player. I mm -hmm. like rhythm guitar. I'm best at that. That's what I learned. I picked up the guitar and learned Pete Townsend and Joe Strummer were the first two things that I, that, that was it. And they're both rhythm players. So uh, I would say that's what I'm best at. I, I play bass. I love to play bass. Slept to bass. Knock me out a rush song. Exactly what I look like when a jam out, man. When I jam with my bass. Okay, so who is your favorite bass player? Or throw my down. A, that's, that's his question. Who's your favorite bass player? I know you have very hard time narrowing down to one person, so throw out a few you like. I'll, I'll throw out a few. John Entwistle, definitely. Uh, Getty Lee, of course. Um, Bless Claypool, yeah, of course, obviously, yeah. is amazing. Um, those are three out of the gate. Uh, so, you know who's really amazing good bass player is the guy from Stone Temple Pilots. Mm -hmm. I think he's a super underrated bass player, um, which I enjoyed his playing. Oh, you know, uh, John Taylor from Duran Duran. I'm going to go good. on record and say that guy's a badass and he's totally underrated and yeah. always overlooked. And if you sit and listen to a Duran Duran song, you just isolate the bass. It'll blow your mind. That guy's a badass. So, he is. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, for me, I'm right out the gate just because they get just because of who they are nikki six and gene simmons they they mm -hmm. you know uh just because of who they are um but as far as just badass bass players getty lee uh les claypool um carl alvarez from the descendants and all 
phenomenal bass player. Robert Trujillo is a monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Flea. I was a big Chili Peppers fan back in the day. Uh, he was great. I'd have to think about it too, but those are the ones that pop in my head right off, yeah. right out the gate. Alex Bailey says, doesn't Christopher Nelson look like Steven Spielberg? No. Uh, I, that's my answer on that one. No, he looks nothing like Steven no. Spielberg. But thank you for the comment. Thank you for taking the time to... Thank you. Um, I, d- I have, since I've had the beard, I have had people tell me I look like Richard Mazur. No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean Clark from, yeah. from the thing? Yeah. <laughs> watch Chris and watch him closer here. We, Apparently I look um, like Clark. Hey, Chris, how long are you with those dogs? Um, all right. What the hell are you looking at me like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, kind of a little bit when you do that. <laughs> um, Eric Eltringham said, love this, man. So glad you guys are doing this. Great to listen to you guys and make horror shit. And he said, what is your thoughts on the new Scream 5 coming out? I have no thoughts. I don't know much about it yet. Scream... I liked the first one. Then I, I, I really didn't. That's not a franchise that I latched on to for whatever reason. I, I can see the why people like it. I mean, I saw two and three. Couldn't tell you what happened in them, uh, unfortunately. Uh, maybe some things here and there. But uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know much about it. So I, uh, I, I think that uh, I think Halloween 2018 kind of opened up that that the can of worms to 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 bring that back yeah i think i I would like to think so So. for me what about you um honestly i mean uh when i first heard scream five the only thing i thought about or cared about is awesome nev campbell's gonna get a boost in the convention world because i work with her and (laughs) you know and i was thinking you know i basically just went judging you know um yeah no i mean i'm gonna be honest that's what i thought about I'm like you. I kind of, I feel the same way. I love the first film. Thought the second one was pretty good. And then the third one I didn't like. And the fourth one, I was like, nah. So mm-hmm. I'm not super pumped for a fifth, but mm-hmm. from a business perspective, I'm super pumped for a fifth. So I'm just being honest. Some people go, what a dick. He's just all about the money. He doesn't care about the fans or the art. But I, you know. I'll check it out. I'll, I'll, yeah, probably, I'll watch mean, I'll, it. I'll, 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 def- I'll watch it. I definitely, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm happy that it's still going, you know, right. James G James G said, great show. Gentlemen binge watched this weekend. How about Jason lively on the show as a guest? Absolutely. Jason lively yeah, is a good friend and he is one of the funniest people I know him and Robert <laughs> Russler, him and Robert Russler are like the two funniest people I know. So uh, we definitely need to have lively on the show. We'll get him on. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, Eric Eltringham again. Uh, Eric, you know, save, hey, Eric. Some for, save some for other people. He wants to know, has either of us ever worked with Bill Mosley? I never worked with I've met him many times. And You've never worked on a movie him. that he's been on? I don't on? think I've, I can't remember. I don't think I've ever worked with him. I don't think I've ever, I met him quite a few times and I've had conversations with mutual friends, but no, never, never worked. I would love to. I've technically worked with him at many, many conventions that we've both attended and as a journalist interviewed him multiple times. Uh, so I have worked with him, but I think Bill's a great guy. Always, always been very nice to me and uh, I like him as a person. So yeah. Yeah. 
somebody named F. Base. F. Base. He's got a long one. Oh, that came out sound funny. <laughs> I hear. No. And uh, good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> F. Base said, this is so awesome. Can't believe that you are both bass players like me. See, now everybody thinks we're bass players. Slap the bass! For the sake of our relationship. Slap the bass! Please stop. Because you and That's me, okay. we put up bass videos and... That's true. And grew up on horror. I yep. share so many things with you guys that I only used to dream of finding a friend that had so much in common with me. Uh-oh. Starting to ask like he's going to want to hang out. Oh, well, I'll keep okay. reading. We're hanging out. We're hanging out yep, right we're now. We're hanging out right now. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. I am a welder slash mechanic and own a classic chainsaw collection. I probably have at least six chainsaws that are identical to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 chainsaw that Sean now owns. Mm. I am just dying for Sean to let me know exactly what model it is. The model number is stamped under the bar cover. I've always guessed, that's how long it is, I could switch a page. I've always guessed since the 90s, that it is a 4,900 or an 8,500, possibly a 5,400. Please end this decades-long yearning for me to know. Love you guys and keep making horror more amazing. A long one. very nice, though. Very heartfelt. It was very nice. You know what? I had another hardcore Chainsaw fan ask me this question, and I took the thing off and looked for him. And it was a pain in the ass to do, as I recall. Mm -hmm. And I... I searched when I saw this message. I looked you to see. You better have an answer to this. I am almost positive it was the 5400. That sounds right to me. But to verify 100%, I'd have to look again. But I'm pretty sure it's 5400. Leah Cole said, you should get McDonald's to sponsor your YouTube. Leah, <laughs> okay. I would, I would yeah. do that in a heartbeat. I'm That'd a total, be great. I'm a total <laughs> whore. And I would take free shit. No yes. problem. We like free yes. shit, even if it's McDonald's. Yes, we like free shit. Everybody else is getting free shit. We're not yeah. getting any free shit. I'm not getting any free shit. I have yet to get any free shit. But I'll take free shit from McDonald's. That would be yeah. awesome. Dude, if I can get up every morning and have myself a sausage biscuit with egg, cheese, I'm down. Do I need to put the picture back up again? And you didn't even put up an appetizing picture of it. You could have picked one that was a little more appetizing, but you picked one that was all like dried out and shit, which cracks me up. You couldn't pick the good one, the one that's on their menu. Brandon Hendricks asks, I got a question. There's always this talk of the other Halloween mask, the clown mask that wasn't used. I'm curious, does this mask or photos of it exist anymore? I'd love to see it. I'll put a picture of it up here. It was an Emmett Kelly Don Post uh, Emmett Kelly mask. You can find them out there. They're actually pretty rare, especially because mm -hmm. of the attachment to the original Halloween franchise. Halloween fans grab them up for some reason. I'm a hardcore mm -hmm. Halloween fan. I don't feel like I need to own an Emmett Kelly mask in my collection. But if I came across one for cheap, I'd probably grab it. But they're they're rare. They're really rare. They go mm -hmm. for a lot of money. The last question, I like this question. I, this one I was kind of like, this is kind of a cool question. Live free or die, who's another uh, uh, becoming a regular character, a recurring yeah. character. You know, yeah. what's funny. This is one that's kind of neat about this shit. We're going to start to learn these weird names and people are going to come up to a convention and go, Hey man, I'm live free or die. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. and we're, we're going to be like, you're like, Oh, live free or die said, have you guys ever met your childhood movie slash TV star crush? And how <laughs> was it? <laughs> I kind of have a good one on this one. I'll let you go first. You 
Oh yeah, mine probably. I'm I, again, my memory is bad. Well, Adrian Barbeau was yeah. one. Uh, uh, but is is there seen. one that was like the one when you were a kid that you're like, oh my um, god? And he said childhood crush. The childhood. Childhood. I was I had a huge crush <laughs> on Electra Woman and Dinah Girl. Oh, dude, for me, Dinah Girl was. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm saying. Oh. But Dinah, yeah, you, Dinah you, girl. you were talking about like a threesome. That was your thing, <laughs> like back then when you were a kid. Maybe, maybe I wasn't, but maybe. Um, yeah, I had a whole Electra Woman and Dinah Girl thing. So, but I Electra never. Woman and Dinah Girl fighting all evil yeah. deeds. Each yeah. writes for a Dinah. magazine, hiding the life she leads. Electra Woman and Dinah Girl. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, dude, I love that show. Dude, Sid Haig was on Electro Woman and Dinah Girl. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But Dinah Girl, I would say. No, I dude, never met Dinah Girl. Dinah Girl was hot. That's a good you? one. That's a good one. I mean, Farrah Fawcett was one for me, too, uh, during the Charlie's mm -hmm. Angels days. But the one that I was really kind of obsessed with for a short period of time was Christy McNichol. Oh, yeah, okay. During, like, who's Little, a, little who's Darlings. Who's a lesbian, right? Is she a lesbian? Yeah, that's the funny part of the story. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> um, but no, dude, I mean, I, I, Christy McNichol and Little Darlings, I thought she was so cute. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even though she was a smoker, and I don't mm -hmm. like smoking. I know you smoke, but you shouldn't smoke. Smoking bad. But I, don't, I won't date Spread. a girl that smokes. Won't smoke a girl that uh, won't smoke a girl. <laughs> I'm hungry. If I'm hungry enough. <laughs> <laughs> we've been we've been filming too long we're both getting punchy now we're like, dude oh. we're literally three and a half hours in oh now. my god it's crazy yeah you know because we just before you saw this we we just right. did the james jude courtney interview which I that was two hours that. oh my god um <laughs> anyway uh i won't date a girl that smokes uh but but with that aside yeah she i was in love with her so I met her at one of those Hollywood collector shows, <clears throat> got my little darlings poster, got it autographed, got a photo with her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, she don't look nothing like she did back in the day. Right. But the, the funny okay. thing is the fact that she's a lesbian, uh, I, I kind of felt, felt comfort in that to know that, right. well, yeah, I didn't lose out to some other dude. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Live free or die, who's seeming to become a regular here. He is. Said, he's a he's a fan. He is. Said, I just wanted you guys to know that your show is the only show that I can't wait to see every week. Thanks for this. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. I guess we gotta we gotta do a show every yeah, week. We're gonna start I'll sucking. <laughs> no, I, I think we can do one a week. I mean, my my plan is to try to do one a week. The kind of schedule that I'm hoping we can maintain. Uh, yeah. during covid afterwards yeah. we'll see we'll see what happens but right now we ain't doing nothing we ain't doing nothing and you yeah. know after covid it's coven you know we can either do the show in the same room together which will be fun eh. that'll be it no you don't want to do that okay we're not doing that <laughs> no. um and then uh uh and if i'm on location for movies we could do it this way which yeah. obviously you prefer this next one the this user's name is hungry wives hungry wives <laughs> i saw that movie that's like a 70s porn movie isn't it 
hungry wives. I have no idea. I was starting to think it was Never some mind. sort of self-help no. group. I didn't know. No, no. I um, went the other way. Go ahead. Sony put out a Skate Town USA Blu-ray last year. Same with the wrestler oh. interview. I was bummed that it was almost over and so surprised and happy that there's more coming. Loving these. A friend of mine texted me and said, dude, Skate Town USA came out on Blu-ray and I was floored. I had no idea it came out. So I ordered oh, it from weird, Amazon. I looked it up. Oh, did you? Yeah, it, it's I looked coming. it up and I, okay, I gotta, I guess I gotta go do that because I thought I looked it up and I couldn't find it. But if it's there, I'm getting it. Yeah, it's it's on Blu-ray apparently. Okay. Uh, Steve Binger, the Bingster, remember the Bingster? The Bingster said, "I F K N." I'm assuming that's fucking. That's fucking. Yeah, yeah. I fucking. Lurkin, it's love your podcast guys it's so much fun thank you yeah nice nice thank comments you. fluffy boing but it's this is it's f-l-u-f it's fluffy and then boing b-o-y-n-e fluffy boingy the fluff 87 yeah. fluffy boingy 87 said good stuff man how do you not like the cure i think he's, that's, <laughs> i think that's you said you don't like the cure. I said I, I liked them, but I left. Gonna, yeah, I, I was. I guess that's gonna, directed uh, at you. That's directed at me. How do I not like them? Mm -hmm. I, what do you want me to say? I don't know. I, I, it's a little too. You should say, "How do I not like them? I, I don't like them quite well." Thank you. I don't <laughs> like them. <laughs> I don't like them aggressively. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's how I don't like them. <laughs> oh, I would never wish any ill will towards the Cure. That for what they do, they do a great job. And uh, I was not a goth when I was uh, growing up around that time when those guys were around. I wasn't a goth guy. I was more mm -hmm. of a metal guy. So I never really related to and and the and the yeah. So that's how I don't like them. But hey, man, celebrate their whole catalog. Go go for it. <laughs> calm down rich said another great episode hope you guys will be back in just two and two huh, he's a little he's making a joke there any chance of getting alex winter on to promote bill and ted three um yeah i th i think we could get alex on probably would rather wait until the new movie comes out so we can talk about it so yeah i'll talk to him and see if we can line something up for afterwards that'd be cool yeah, he's a great guy, and I worked with him on Freaked. Ah, I was in Freaked. So Were you? That, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. We covered this, didn't we? I don't know. Did were we? You in, I don't think we covered it on the show. Think were we you talked. in the? Uh, were you in the audience? I was in the the scene when there's all the chaos in the tent. I'm one of the guys yeah. running by camera like three yes. times, I throwing that. popcorn. I knew that. Oh, I'm doing we this. did. We talked. We we did. We talked about that not on the show, but yes, at one of the conventions. I remember. Yeah, and I was there. I remember it's. You were probably there, but I remember Steve Johnson was there. I remember mm -hmm. Bill Corso was there that day. Mm -hmm. um, Screaming Mad George, I think, was mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. But I remember specifically Bill Corso had a bit that got cut out of the film. I've never seen an outtake of or anything where he was a drug addict. Uh, with like m track marks all up and down his arms and it was a, a freak show stand that said poke a stranger <laughs> and oh he, i remember and, that yeah it, or inject a stranger i think is what it yeah. said yeah, yeah that yeah, didn't yeah, make yeah. the cut but he was all emaciated and i remember that
David West would like to know, what was your favorite scene to film and what was the hardest scene to film? In anything? In anything. Yeah. I'll tell you what comes to mind. Well, I mean, I had some in nightmare experiences over in Russia, you know, <laughs> as, as I talk about in the book on the rat movie. Th those were hard scenes to film. Um, but for a different reason. Well, I'll give you one of them. And, and this... Uh-oh. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm going to talk about two. Okay. He asked what was the hardest scenes, right? Hardest. The love scene in Carnival that I had to do with Nick Stahl was very hard because I had chipped a disc in my spine <laughs> three days before. Dancing with the snake. You know, after, after six hours of, of sitting on the ground with a 15 pound boa around me and then getting up and dancing and doing, I started, oh, something's going on. And eventually I had, um, I say chipped a disc. I think, it, I guess the term would be slipped a disc. And so, mm -hmm. so I was in ungodly pain and time came for us to do the scene. And um, the director uh, wanted me to, you know, be standing up and then sit down on the bed and then roll over with Nick and all of that. And I couldn't do any of it. I was in such pain. So he had to, uh, you know, restage it so that we were already stretched out and there wasn't there. So that was the hard one. Um, I had a scene in the rat movie. Um, <laughs> I was playing the queen of the rats. And we had a scene where the rats had to swarm all over me. And these were supposed to be, I had been told before I flew to Moscow, uh, trained rats. Oh. I had been told that I would be working with 50 trained rats, not gutter rats, as the prop mistress said. And there were supposed to be 50 of them in this scene. Well, I got there and there were 26 rats and 12 of them were dead. So every time we needed the rats to move around, we had to cut and she had to, you know, rearrange the dead rats to look like they were moving. Um, but the other, the other 24, uh, the only thing they'd been trained to do was eat anything that smelled like fish. So before every scene, when I needed the rats to swarm on me, they took fish heads and squeezed them all over my costume. Oh. <laughs> Oh and then they let the rats go and the rats came up and the rats <laughs> went down. <laughs> so maybe that was, <laughs> I don't know if it was a hard scene to shoot. <laughs> that was your most fun one. <laughs> it was one of the more unique ones. <laughs> did, did you get bit? I did not get bit. One of the other actors did get bit because he put his finger in the cage. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> You're a rat. <laughs> wow. Anthony Landry would like to know, or do you have any good Ernest Borgnine stories from Escape from New York? Oh, Ernie. Ernie was such a sweetheart. And really the only story I can tell is that while we were filming Escape, he was prepping a one-man show, a, a stage piece, you know, live theater piece, which meant that he had basically a 90 minute monologue that he was going to be delivering. And so he spent, and he was very anxious. He wasn't sure he could memorize 
a 90 minute monologue. And so we'd come back from work every night and, and Ernie would be sitting in the lounge in the lobby of the hotel with his, uh, his script memorizing those words and and I just tried to give him as much support as I could you know and uh, um, so we didn't we really didn't have a lot of I don't have any other really, really wonderful stories uh, when my uh, first book was published Ernie's book was published simultaneously and we sort of followed each other on the book tours and I got to know him even better then it's just what a wonderful man. I mean, it's just a really loving man. Yeah, I got to meet him at a couple of conventions before he passed, and he was just always huge yes. smile on his face, yes. and energy yes. was always up. Yes. Yeah. 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 Paul Johnson told me to tell you hi. He's the guy who runs Atrox Factory. Oh uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> you remember him? Yeah. The, the haunt in uh, yes, where is, yes, yeah. in the south somewhere. Yeah. 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 He wants to say hi. So I'm, I told him I hi, would. Paul. <laughs> hi, Paul. <laughs> um, Pearl Morgan would like to know how your experience was as Wilma in Creepshow. And were you ever actually frightened by any of Tom Savini's props? <laughs> I was never frightened. <laughs> or just by Tom. Any Tom's... <laughs> <laughs> Tom, maybe. <laughs> I was never frightened by any of Tom Savini's props or Tom. Um, <laughs> I think I may have been frightened by George before I got to rehearsals because I really didn't know, you know, I don't drink, you know, I've never, I've never drunk. I've never, so I don't, I've never had that experience. I don't know what it's like to be drunk. Um, and I, I wasn't sure how to approach this character. And so I may have thought, Oh, George Romero, you know, but, um, but I had such a good time. I, in the first place, George and his then wife, Chris Romero, who is also in Creepshow, uh, became very, very close friends. And, uh, you know, George, I consider George one of my, I mean, he was like, you know, it's funny when he passed, I didn't realize he was just a couple of years older than I am because George was always like, daddy to me. I mean, he was, mm -hmm. I just loved him. Adam Wilson wanted to know what your favorite scene was in Creepshow. Well, who could not want to deliver the line, get out of my way, Henry, or I swear to God, you'll be wearing your balls for earrings. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I suppose that was my favorite scene. <laughs> When I, first, when I first moved to New York, I worked as a, um, well, I started out as a waitress and then a, a barmaid and then a, one of the very first discotheque dancers in, you know, to ever hit New York. Um, in, a, in, a, in a club in Midtown Manhattan that was run by Maddie the Horse, Ionello, who was one of the, you know, in one of the families. And Maddie's brother, Sal, was in the club all the time. And Sal had an ulcer. He drank scotch with milk. And so that's where Billy 
That's why Billy is drinking that drink that she's drinking in the kitchen when she's reading the, the note that Henry has left her. <laughs> That's where I pulled that from. <laughs> and so that was what I figured Billy was drinking. Oh my God. <laughs> Leslie Dinkfelt would like to know, how has acting changed for you over the years? Different techniques you've learned? Do you feel like you're still learning or evolving? Hmm. Or are you just a pro and that's, you know, it is what it is. There's no ego in that. You can admit it. You know, the, the thing that comes to mind is not an exact answer to Leslie's question. I did, um, I did the national tour of Pippin in 2016 uh, on stage. I remember it screwed up my whole convention schedule. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Pippin's grandmother who sings the song from the trapeze hanging upside down 15 feet in the air with no net, you know, and having a wonderful time. But it was the first time I had been back on stage. Well, in 2012, I did a, a production of Fiddler on the Roof, but this was a national tour. This was like a Broadway show. And what has changed, not for the better, I was really, and I sound like an old fogey, but I'm sorry, it's been on my mind because I've been reading about other musical comedy actresses recently. What's really changed is there is a, a professionalism that's missing among a lot of the newer actors. Now they have something called a personal day, which, you know, you can just... I mean, I did two and a half years of Fiddler on the Roof. I missed one half of a performance because I got laryngitis. Um, you know, you just did not miss a live performance in those days. Uh, and so I was really surprised. And, and I do see it even on film and television sets. Show up and you're working with people who haven't bothered to memorize the lines. Yeah. Or who are saying to the director, I, I don't want to walk over there. I mean, that... That didn't fly <laughs> uh, and still doesn't fly for me. And I'm sure it doesn't fly for a lot of people, but it still surprises me when I come across it. But um, I think maybe that's one of the changes. I notice sure. it a lot too. The business has changed so much. Oh God. It's, I mean, being on set 30 years ago to now is night and day and how actors act and how like going back to what you were saying, their professionalism and just all, all these things that, that, you would assume is common sense that you, you know, it, it's so different in the lack of, of professionalism, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I see a lot and no one says anything about it. That's what kills me. Nobody goes, what do you, Hey, you don't get to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, Oh, people are all so afraid. I mean, you say the one wrong thing, to the wrong person, next thing you know, you're fired. There's definitely a, in the entertainment industry, a lot of fear hanging over, people's heads you know yeah so. i guess is that what they're calling cancel culture now i guess is that what well, that is well that might be the only thing that's that's good about cancel culture is maybe some of yeah. some of those shitty attitudes will get canceled you know yeah. I, mean, I don't know anything about the ellen situation i mean if she's really this monster behind the scenes i don't know but you know for the most part i hate cancel culture but if it's about getting rid of bad people like Weinstein, then okay, you know. Sure, yeah, yeah. Nathan Fulps, he, he put three questions in here. I'm just going to pick one, Nathan. <laughs> 
And I'm going to go with the last one because he says, not a lot of people ask, what's her favorite color? Green. Green. <laughs> green. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll throw in one more because that was easy. What, what movie do you felt the, of yours didn't get enough recognition? The Convent, I think. The Convent? Mike, Mike Mendez's yeah. film? Yeah, yeah. It was a big success in Europe, and, uh, um, but it just never even got released here. Uh, I mm. think there were, you know, political stuff and all of that stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, that mm. one comes to mind. Joshua Sandlin said, even though Adrienne tells the story in her book, uh, the bat story involving <laughs> John Carpenter, could you talk about it? Oh, poor John. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the bat story. <laughs> um, John and I bought a house in Inverness where we shot the fog. And our first weekend up there was Labor Day weekend. It would have been probably September of 79. And John was, maybe still is, a huge Jerry Lewis muscular dystrophy telethon fan. He stayed <laughs> up all night long watching Jerry Lewis on the muscular dystrophy program. And this house was in the middle of the woods. It, it uh, was a gorgeous, it, had been, it was all cedar and glass and everything built in, but very ecologically minded. And, and it was just, you know, in the middle of the woods. So I went to bed finally around midnight because Jerry Lewis doesn't do it for me. And <laughs> around two in the morning, John came crawling into the bedroom. The, the bed was a, a raised platform, so I was quite a way up. He came crawling into the bedroom with a towel over his head, saying, Adrienne, Adrienne, there's a bat in the living room. There's a bat. Get a bat. Get a bat. Get a bat out of the house. And I said, so let it out. He said, no, no, you don't understand. There's a bat in the living room. Catch him, Derry. Bigger towel, that's it. Catch him now, quick. Catch him. Oh, God, did it. Oh. So I got up and I went to the living room and I opened the door and the bat flew out. And that was... Uh, <laughs> the master of horror. The master of horror. God love it. <laughs> Scared there of the it bat. There it is. Well, Scared of the bat. To be fair, I would have been too. <laughs> <laughs> May I mention a couple of things that are coming up? Absolutely. Please. If you have something coming up, nobody has anything coming yes, up. Yes, I have several things coming up. Several <laughs> things that wow. just dropped. There's a, a wonderful, funny golf comedy starring Dan Loria and Amber Liu, who is a K-pop star, called The Eagle and the Albatross. And I have one of the more interesting bedroom scenes that I've ever done in that one. <laughs> and then Michael Wirth just released Appleseed, which was Rance Howard's last film that mm -hmm. just premiered on Showtime On Demand. I think it was last, uh, last Sunday or the Sunday before, and it's on all the streaming channels. And it's a lovely film with um, Clint Howard and uh, Robbie Benson, Michael Wirth, who I've worked for several times. And this is Rance Howard's last film and it's quite a, okay. a it's quite a really really nice film so those two were just released 
And what's that um, one called? Apple Seed. Apple, apple Seed. Apple seed. The name of a town. Okay. It's a buddy bank robbery movie, <laughs> I guess mm -hmm. is the best way to describe it. Uh, I just have a little cameo in that, but I, it, it was really a lovely film and uh, I was sort of ha happy with that one. Upcoming and showing at Fantasia Fest, is that the one in Montreal, the really big one? Yep. Mm -hmm. Showing there and at Grimfest in the UK and at, there's another one called Horror Fest, I think. I can't remember where that one is. Um, all, all of them, unfortunately, showing virtually, is a film that I did with Mark Lucas called Unearth, and it is a fracking horror film. Mm -hmm. And it's well worth watching. If you're a Netflix watcher, I'm, I'm really happy with the third episode of RuPaul's AJ and the Queen that I did. I really like the character and... and uh, and it's it's an, it's a I, I I like the series too. I did like the series, mm -hmm. and it was great working with RuPaul. I had never met him before. I really enjoyed that. And then I'm off to New Zealand to work on another project. So oh, wow. looking forward to that. Just a guest guest star on a on an upcoming Netflix series. And you also did Lil Willie. Lil Willie, which which hopefully will be. Big Willie. <laughs> I, mean, I hope I mean, so, because yeah. I'm involved too. So. <laughs> yeah, Little Willie. I love Little Willie. And uh, Little Willie is a short, you can describe it, uh, which has been making the festival circuit, right? And, and yeah. doing quite well. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's a short film about an ex-child star that's on the horror con circuit and the killer doll movie and the doll starts talking to him. And <laughs> Written and directed and starring Andrew Bowser. Yes. Uh, yeah. Andrew yeah. Bowser, yep. And, and Zach Gilligan. I'm not pronouncing yep. his name. And Zach, Zach, Gilligan. Zach Gilligan. Gal Galligan. Zach Gal Galligan. I was really, that, was, that was really a fun one. And I think the audiences, that it, I, I, the feedback I've heard, everybody loved it. I'm technically a producer yeah. on of some sort, I guess. Yes. I don't, so. Well, you were responsible for my getting involved. Uh, you know, I would not have even considered it had you not said, I really think this guy is talented and take a look at this script. Hear that, Andrew? Where's my check? <laughs> Buy Adrian's books. They're great, everybody. They're I have three vampire novels written too, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, um, and you can find all that information on my website, which is www.abarbo.com, or my Facebook page, which is oh and I have always my Instagram page, I know. It's Adrienne underscore Barbo. My Twitter account, I always have to look these up. <laughs> they all just vary just a little bit. Facebook is... And I'll make sure to put them on the screen too. You will? Yeah, I'll, when, okay. I'll, you can say oh, what they are, but I'll, I'll okay. list them so they can read them too. Great. Facebook yeah. is at four, the letter four, the number four, A Barbo. And Twitter is at a Barbo. I think that's all. That's <laughs> all right. I'm going to go follow you on Instagram because that's the only thing that I'm on. Oh, Instagram. great. Okay. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's mostly pictures of my, my dogs and my kids. <laughs> but then I, if I have anything to promote, I, I put it up there too. Yeah. Don't Perfect. feel obligated to follow him back. It's okay. okay. No, you don't. <laughs> Nobody follows me back. It's okay. I mean, you know. 
been stalking you since CSI. Come on. <laughs> Criminal Minds. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Criminal Minds. <laughs> well, thank okay. you so much for, yeah. for, for doing this. Thank you so much. It was such a, I could sit here and listen to you talk forever, but instead oh, I'm going to go read your books again. So thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, hopefully yeah. I'll get thank to see you. you again sometime in the near future. Wait, wait, there ain't going to be nothing until, until next, next year. year. Yeah. 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 Well, let's hope, yeah. let's hope things get back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. And stay yeah. safe in the meantime. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Stay yeah. safe. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 Take care. And you know, I have three vampire novels written too. Yeah. If, if anybody likes comedy. <laughs> <laughs> we do like comedy. <laughs> <laughs>